You are now listening to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast with Mac and Steve. Welcome to the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast where we are mowing down barriers to excellence in the lawn care profession. I am Cornell Mac. Yo, and I'm Cedric Still. And today we are going to go over the winter. Winter debrief. It's cold out here, like Elsa said. We wanted it to snow, and it didn't. So today we are going to talk about how we feel about this winter season, some of our purchases, if we have any regrets, and we're just going to get right into it. Cedric, how was your winter, brother? It was a very chill winter for me. You know, I know that's not what most people want to hear. They want to hear active winter season. Um, here in the Central Ohio area, it did not come down this year, right? It was a very meager winter. Um, I don't even remember the exact count of times we've been out. It, you think I should since we only went out a few times, but I think it was um, under 10. For those that uh, may not know, I was doing a winter with a larger landscaping company. I'm doing snow removal and ice management with them. Um, I was in a plow truck and we're doing salting and obviously plowing um, with Western whiteouts. But uh, the cool thing with doing that is a lot of times we go out and literally just do salting. There was no pushing of snow, literally just salting areas and preparation of ice and prevention of things like that. So um, I got a lot of learning experience doing that, man. So for me, that was really chill on the residential side of things. Um, I My residential clients we're, we're cool. We went out, uh, I believe, three times. So, yeah, that that was the only thing of really uh, movable snow was three events. And for them, um, you know, they prepay for the season in a package. And unfortunately, uh, because there wasn't many snow events, they are going to receive a credit towards lawn services this year, um, which kind of offsets because I don't have my clients pay on a per event basis. That's I want them to pay in a package. So, uh, this year, the package was starting at $550, uh, depending on the size of your property. But starting at $550, that was unlimited pushes or unlimited snow removal for the season. Mm-hmm. And in that particular scenario, um, you know, since we only had three events, I mean, that would essentially kind of be, what, $133 an event or even more than that, right? Um, I'm giving them a credit towards services or over 150 event. But anyway... Um, I'm giving them credits for some lawn services. One of my clients said, Hey, we love you anyway. Don't worry about it. You're good to go. So I was like, sweet. I appreciate you on that. Uh, so I'm definitely going to take extra love of them this year. Not that I would give them anything less anyway, but um, definitely appreciate them. And then um, just making a few adjustments for a few of other clients, but not a really big deal. Um, nothing that's really going to hurt us. You should not be banking um, on winter to get things done. So for me, I, it was just extra fun money, as I would say. You kind of kind of got set up for terms of that. But what about you, brother? How how is your take on winter this year? There wasn't a winter. <laughs> it started getting warm early, like in January. It was like sixty degrees a few days in February. Seventy like, a few days. It was seventy a few days in February. It was just last week. It was sixty something degrees. Um, so there has been no winter um, for uh, for me. Uh, we only went out. 11 times the salt. Um, I didn't have to drop my plow at all um, yet the whole winter. I mean, winter's not over uh, by any means, but it, it's been, seems like it's been over for me since November. Yeah. We're sitting on the, the ninth day of March, 2023. It's, 
it's kind of felt like it's the end, but yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't uh we didn't get any any snow or anything this year. So my feelings on winter are really just meh. That's really what it is. Like there 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 hasn't been anything. Let me know, uh, you guys. I hope that your winter has been great because mine has been terrible. Yo, it's it's been really crazy, man. It's like there was like this this kind of hard hard line of where snow came and did not come this year. And I don't know about you. I I can't remember the last time it was like this mild. I do remember having a winter just a few years ago where it was um only a, a few pushes, but I feel like this year it's just it was just cold and windy, but nothing in terms of needing to be treated, right? Mm-hmm. But um it, it's like I was saying with this hard line, it's crazy because you know, through the middle of Ohio, middle in almost upper part of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. hasn't been snow, right? It's like you said, it's been very, very light. But if you look in areas like Minnesota, man, and then, you know, they got hammered like they normally get hammered. And then I don't know if you've seen like this past what week or so, California having six like, feet, six feet of snow. Yeah. I nuts. mean, not even not even the areas of California that get snow on the regular. You're talking about like that middle part of California. Like what in yeah. the world is going on? You guys are getting snow. We can't get any. Yeah, they could have sent me some for sure, bro. I, they could have just flew my truck over there. They flew me over there. I'd have took care of something for them. But no, we didn't. We didn't get any. <laughs> we didn't get anything. So three years ago, it was just like this. So <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know, three years ago, I wanted to get in the snow. My friend Gordon Cahill, he was telling me, hey, Cornell, you got to get in the snow. You got to get in the snow. And I was like. I don't want to be out here with no snowblower. I don't like the winter personally. Um, I hate the cold weather. Um, but yeah, he kept, he just kept telling me, kept harping on how lucrative it was and how you could make a lot of money and, and, and do all of this. So it was always sort of something that was on my mind uh, starting three years ago. But three years ago, it was like this winter. We got nothing, yeah. right? So the following year, I have a little meeting with Gordon and he's, he's, you know, giving me the little rundown. And I was like, all right, I got a multi-force now. I'm going to get the plow. I'm going to get the plow set up, you know, and, uh, and we're going to start with the, the residential route. You know, I was going to use Brian's method of having a prepay unlimited push thing. Like you just, like you just alluded to earlier. And I that's the route I was going to, I was going to go. Um, but my wife, she was like, you know, you're going to be gone all the time. And she didn't really want me to be gone. Like I was gone throughout the, like at the beginning of my long care career, I didn't have everything. I was out till eight o'clock at night. Yeah. A lot of times. And she didn't want that to be the case in the winter as well. So when she said, uh, you're going to be gone all the time, I kind of just listened because I didn't want to upset my wife. And I just kind of took the winter off that winter. It snowed like, Every day, bro. Yeah. It I was every single time it snowed, I was upset. Because I was <laughs> like, this was this was gonna be I was gonna make a lot of money this year. I never made money in the winter before, and this was gonna be the year I was gonna have a multi-force. This wasn't even gonna be hard. I was gonna have my shovels attached to it and a and a salt bucket okay. I was gonna attach to it and, and just leave the house on my multi-force and drive around the neighborhood and knock off things. That was what my plan was, right? But when I didn't get the multi-force and it snowed like 20 something times, that's an exaggeration. It, it probably snowed like 13, 14, maybe 15 times that winter. And every single time I was like, 
yo, this could have been a thousand dollars or it could have been two thousand. I didn't know what how many properties I would get, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I was I was just every single time it snowed, it was like I was getting I, I wasn't mad at my wife or anything. I was just upset at the lost opportunity. Cause I was like, yo, this was an opportunity that I can make 12 month income. All right. So that that year happened, and I was just like, all right, next year I'm definitely doing this thing. I'm gonna get the multi-force. I had it ordered, it was at my dealer and everything. And then that's when the last year was when I got my first commercial mowing contract. And I was like, all right, I can't get the multi-force plow, I gotta get the the actual truck plow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I went that route. So um I the snow had been good to me last year. This year, no snow. You know, my plows paid off, you know what I mean, everything, but I made some new purchases this year, Cedric. You know that. You sure did. Anybody <laughs> you, you want to become more efficient. You you reinvest right. in the business. Yep. Yeah. So I wanted to uh to be more efficient. I had a boss TGS eleven hundred tailgate spreader on my dump truck last year. And it, though it worked, it had a lot of issues because it's not made for a dump truck. Uh so this year I went and I invested into the Boss uh, VBX 8000, uh, which mm-hmm. cost me just under $8,000 uh, to go and invest so that my footprint could be a little smaller. The tailgate spreader hung out really far off the back of my truck. It was very awkward to have the salt into the, like the pallets of salt in the, in the dump truck climbing in and out of that thing. I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. So I went with this tailgate spreader so we could convert to the bulk salt, right? Cost me eight grand thinking last winter was great you know what i mean we'll just it'll snow a lot again we'll make some money we'll pay this thing off and we'll be in the black this did not happen we just just got the money back for it like i just barely cleared uh got to grand to get the thing back based off of our salt uh we do salt uh when we don't drop the plow so that was a, a big thing for me this year <laughs> my bad i didn't know we were in it right there <laughs> no it's, it's, it's just because that was that was a big purchase for me and i did it thinking um you know it's gonna snow and we're gonna use it and here's the thing it is great to salt like i'm i have absolutely i'm super happy with the purchase it was an amazing okay. amazing thing to be able to use the bulk salt barely have to do any labor you just press a button it it literally you can blanket a whole parking lot with this thing and and one or two passes so it, it was amazing we just didn't get to use it very much so what it sounds like you're saying is that you were in a position where to not actually have a regret of making the purchase this season would you say that oh uh, yeah no, no regrets at all um i had saved up the money for this because I knew I was going to buy it this year. So I saved it up. Now here, here's how I, how I think of things when I buy them, I try to, when it comes to equipment now, um, I, I try to use cash only as much as possible. And so I can't, you can't really do that for a $60,000, $70,000 dump truck. Um, so I finance that, but everything else, if I finance it, I try and make sure it's paid off within the year, right? This uh, investment was made knowing that in the future, I'm going to be able to use this 
for however long. I'm going to take great care of it and everything. So if I had to spend this money this year and it didn't snow, well, it's going to snow eventually. Right. And I don't have I don't have a payment on it um, because I paid for it with cash. So I don't have any regrets because eventually I will get my money back. It's just going to take longer. Now. But I mean, going into next year, all salting, I won't have to buy this. Yeah, thing. you're in a black or a green going forward, things like that. Right. And then if I add a second truck, which I want to do this year, um, I already have a tailgate spreader that's that I have. So now I already have the ability to to salt two different types yeah, for a second setup. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and then also like so for instance, I not, the V box is out. I take uh, you know me and my boy Piper. Shout out Seven Ways Lawn and Tree, John Piper the Giant. Uh, we used his Bobcat and we took the V box out. And so for the last couple of days, I've been doing mulch. So uh, if there was any regret that I had, it would have been not having Piper, <laughs> my boy. Uh, to be able yeah. to help me to get this thing out because it was really going to be a hassle. I didn't know what I was going to do when the when the thing came. So, but now and you get to store it on site since you're into a, a new shop of your own, um, a place like that instead of having to deal with a rental unit where you can't necessarily have you know uh, a mini skits or things like that to be able to add or remove equipment. So that's really good mm-hmm. to be able to have that and have you know have the ability to to share a space with someone where you can get that equipment in and out quickly. So if it does happen to snow, though, you know, we had talked about that um, last night on our uh, Instagram live show. You were saying that if it does snow again, that's going to require salting, things like that. You are going to be able to work through your network of friends there in the area to be able to cover those um, those properties, which is, is dope. So it's it's good to be in a position where you can transition off of snow and get ready for the spring and our uh, well, spring is here, right? It's like I said, March yeah. 9th. We're, we're here. The The weather decided is going to go ahead and stay warm. It's time to go ahead and move into mulch and move into all those services of cleanups and prep for the mowing season. So what, what is there anything that you would have done differently this year in terms of snow? Yes. I, I So you asked about earlier about regrets, and I I do have one regret, and it, it will answer this question you just asked. And that is, I only had my contract set up on a per push basis. Okay. Um, they all like were zero tolerance, um, which means we're going to come and salt for any type of precipitation, uh, like rain or what a freezing rain type situation. So we were still able to go out and salt, but everything else is on like a per push basis. So we didn't drop the plow at all. I didn't have to drop the plow. All any snowfall we had was under our trigger. And even all my property, some other people here in Pittsburgh may have had to drop their plows. I did see some guys, but like when I would get to my locations, it was like less than an inch every time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I I didn't have I didn't drop any of the plows or drop my plow at all. So. uh, The regret and lesson that um, I learned was have two contract stacks, man. I think next year I'm going to set up my commercials on a seasonal okay and and uh and go that route and that way we could have some money coming in um and then do like maybe a rebate if if we have another winter like this um but we didn't really have any income if it didn't snow i wasn't doing anything i was making youtube videos so i guess that's something but um in terms of my business like i wasn't i didn't do anything so uh that would be the only regret and the lesson that i learned was Next year, I'm going to have two different contract styles uh, to bridge that gap just in case 
this happens again. So how are you going to determine who gets what contract? Do you have that decided yet? Or the thing is up there to decide on which commercial class want to get which which contract? The commercials will get well, I will uh do seasonal with all of my commercials. Okay. And then next year, um, the residential, I, I don't know. I think everything's going to be seasonal next year. I think I might just, just go through that. So get away from her push and let's go ahead into a rating. You win some. Yeah. But I have to, yeah, I have to do some, uh, some more research on how to actually accomplish that though. Uh, per push is very simple and easy. And that's why I yeah. went and since I, I let, this was only my second year doing snow. The first year was per push and it went amazing. So I didn't see any reason to have a second type of contract. Yeah. You know, to be able to offer a second type of contract because the type of commercial um, properties that I'm maintaining are small business owners. So for me, it was a lot easier to um, to deal with a small business owner and use a per push uh, than it was a seasonal because small business are they're they're on cash flow type things too whereas if you're doing like a walmart or something like that you could probably do a seasonal or amazon uh, they're not um, they're not limited by how they can spend exactly they have a budget and they want to make sure that stuff is taken care of whereas a small business owner is like look bro this is cash flow i'm a small business i want to support your small business as well and it's sort of a give and take there so um i'll probably keep it the same way they, that that answers your question. Any like big commercials, like I have one big commercial where I could keep it, like I could make it a seasonal thing. Yeah, and then all of my smaller commercials will be uh will will probably be per push, uh, unless they choose to go seasonal. So when you're you're mentioning residential, about well, adding residential to you know the to future routes, what type of equipment are you going to use? Are you just going to do strictly like a snow removal in terms of using a plow or are you looking at having any type of sidewalk clearing or anything like that so residential uh to do residential it will be the model that i spoke about earlier which is putting a soldier on my multi-force and leaving that at my house and the resident when i say residential i don't mean taking my truck and and trailering anything around i simply mean leave straight from my house on my multi-force and hit my neighborhood. I live in a neighborhood that's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of houses in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't really see a reason why I couldn't get, you know, 15, 20 driveways here in my neighborhood. Okay. And, and if that was when that happens, cause I don't speak in ifs, I believe everything's going to happen. So when that happens, um, I will have a second truck. You know what I'm saying? So like that second truck can have Captain Jack in it because eventually I want to employ him for 12 months. And then I could send him to go plow the thing, plow the parking lots, and then I could go out on the multi-force. I also have a brother who lives in my neighborhood, and I know that he wants to get into some snow work, too. So I could also potentially have him multi do my multi-force route and just sub like subcontract it out with him and maybe rent my multi-force to him or something like that i don't know there's there's a lot of stuff that i got to think about with you know but we got a year to to prepare absolutely absolutely man it's it's this time to go ahead and jump into green um i'm ready for it the like i said the winter is done 
let's go ahead and get these 60, these upper 60s and these lower 70s temps in so we can get that that rain and that green growth and uh, get out here and hit the hit the lawns, man. Um, so is there anything else that you uh, you think that the people need to know before we get out of here? No, I mean, listen, man, when it comes to the winter, it is a risky business. Um, depending on where you live here in Pittsburgh, winter is a risky business. Sometimes it snows, sometimes it doesn't, uh, might get a blizzard. And then the next day you'll get have tropical weather. Uh, I, I heard they say that all over the country. Everybody's weather seems to be like that. Um, we all complain about our weather, but no, I mean, again, I, like I said before, I would, when you get into something that's risky, I wouldn't be hedging your bets and gambling. Like, so for me, I don't feel like I gambled because I just paid cash knowing that this was going to be in a future investment for not just this year, but for years down the line. Um, so there wasn't any risk involved because I didn't have it on payments. You know, there's no risk involved when there's no payments. Now, if I had that thing on payments and there wasn't no money coming in, then I'm going to be stressed out, you know, sitting at night in bed thinking i heard my, my uh we had ken and, and jen donahue donahue right Here. on the podcast right and she said whenever you have um payments out there there's some sleepless nights man you'd be stressed out looking at the ceiling thinking about how am i gonna make these payments so um i suggest for anyone who's gonna go into the winter snow business in the future depending on where you live if you live in minnesota and man maybe go balls to the wall but, you know, if you live in a transitional zone like like we do, um, just be smart about your investments and and think about the future and then try and pay things off as fast as you can. And to other to add to, add to that is, you know, Cornell mentioned you had mentioned that, you know, you're able to just go ahead and pay for your your salt spreader this year. Um, cash, right. You were paid and yeah. get it completely off off your, your thought list. Um, you know, the build up to that is that you not only are saving that money, but you're saving that money without there being a contingency on it, right? Your money that you're going to spend on equipment, excuse me, that you're going to spend on winter equipment should not be money that you were relying on to pay your bills during the winter months. Mm -hmm. so that money needs to be in addition to what it takes to pay your bills between December and March. So definitely take that into consideration when you guys are, are, are uh, making these purchases. Um, I just from from everything that we've learned here in the business, financing snow equipment is the worst idea to do. Um, financing a truck is, you know, probably one of the smartest things to do. Uh, again, definitely don't overbuy on a truck. Don't go out here and get a, you know, a platinum edition or what is a high country edition, whatever the, the Laramie's don't go out here and spend all this money um, on these fully loaded trucks. Get you a, a basic work truck to get the job done. Um, use those uh, luxury purchases um, as a prize to yourself or a reward to yourself for hard work over multiple years, not just, oh, I had a good last season. I'm going to give you a new truck. Don't, that's not a wise decision. But financing snow equipment is a, um, it's not the smartest of decisions because the uh, interest rate on that equipment is very high compared to everything else. You can go out and get a 0% interest rate, or at least you could have, you know, in very recent years, could get a 0% interest rate on mowers or on um, fertilization, weed control equipment, things like that. You will be able to get a very low percentage, close to zero on those. On snow removal uh, equipment, such as plows and salters, it, it, the, those percentages are astronomically high. 
because it's a, it's a very brutal field where you can actually lose money. Again, like Cornell said, you can either have great winners or you can have poor winners. So they, they charge those high interest rates to protect themselves against you uh, defaulting on that equipment. So definitely be wise in terms of when you're making those uh, purchases and things like that during the winter. But guys, this is going to be a, a little bit of a short one, quick touch basis. This uh, for today's episode, we definitely want to thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Long Care Power Moves Podcast, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you would take some time, tell some friends about this podcast. We want to get some airs listening on it so we can continue to bring you great content. So share with a friend or two. If you are listening to us on uh, what's it, uh, iTunes podcast, Apple podcast, Apple Music, whatever. Go ahead and leave us a five-star review, folks. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Also, you can uh, check us out on each and every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Lawn Care Power Moves Instagram live show right here on your uh, cell phone, because that's probably where you listen to this podcast. Uh, so go ahead and join us on Wednesdays on Instagram. You can follow each of us at Mac underscore Landscaping 412 and at Still Cuts the Best. Also, holler at my boy here. Cornell Mack on the Mac Landscaping and Lawn Care YouTube channel. Check out his recent episodes. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell notification. Make sure you select all, not some, to get make sure you get all those notifications. And holler, my boy. Leave a little comment in the section. But yeah, folks, check us out, man. We have another podcast drop in on Monday. So just a few days from now, add to the bank of podcasts because we definitely want to hear from you. But as we get out of here, Cornell, please hit these people with another power move. The power move of the show. We just talked about it, man. There are risks involved in the process of being great. You have never seen or met any successful person who didn't take some level of risk. There's risks involved in everything. You can't see how truly great you can be unless you'll jump and see if that parachute opens. I heard that from Steve Harvey, man. Take the risk. If you, You'll never know. You'll never know. Then you will have regrets. I lived with regrets a long time, man. So there's risks involved in <laughs> there's risk involved in the process of being great. Remember that. We love you. We appreciate you and we wish you nothing but success. And we're out. Peace. Yeah. I'ma put it down, hold it down, tilt my crown, hit the bass, let it pound, dawg. I don't play around, dawg. Run it up, run it up, run it up. All of these blessings, I pray them up. Falling like showers, they flooding up. I'm on the up and up, rising your sun is up, Lord. Blessing, I'm favored up. I need it all, ain't no giving up. City is dying, let's raise it up. Raise up the stakes, raise up my kids, raise the community up and get lit. It's not where you from, it's about how you fit. It's where you at, put that on my wife, put that on my kids. It is what it is, the life that I chose. Take a chance on my own without the Grace of my love, that's not the route I should go. I went from losing it all and being dead ass broke to putting trust in my faith and giving all in these songs. Just take a look at your life and wonder could it be worse? We in the midst of a war, these casualties can't rehearse. Before you head to that hearse, make sure you're giving your all. Anybody got a problem with the move, you be making keep it moving and just brush your mouth. Cause we're.